Welcome to Everyday Superhumans, the podcast about ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I'm Kyle. And I'm Charlie. So, today's a great day. It's National Left-Handers Day. It's Game of Thrones Day. And it's the eve eve of our new episode of Game of, Th- of, Game of Thrones. No, no, we're now producing Game of Thrones. <laughs> you, you, you're just so into <laughs> Game of Thrones. The episode was you great. Need to, you need to refocus, okay? <laughs> I know all of America loves Game of Thrones, but... I'm going to let you in on a and little secret. I don't watch it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, shame. In my defense, it is the latest we've ever recorded an intro. It's 9.30 at night. We, Charlie and I had a great weekend visiting some friends we haven't seen in a while. And uh, it's pretty tiring. Went paddle boarding for the yeah. first time. Yeah. And uh, that was a great workout, I guess. It really was. And I don't know how we're going to segue into our topic but we're we, going to do it. Yeah, so we spoke... Oh, you know what? Yeah. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You said Game of Thrones mm-hmm. was bloody. Yes, it's a very bloody show. So, you know, let's let's work with that. Let's <laughs> well, work with that. with this forced transition, this week we're all about We Are Blood, Central Texas' largest blood bank, and look at here in Austin. And um, we spoke with Shayna and Justine. Mm-hmm. Who are uh, both... Uh, or Justine... Is a trained in the, trained in the medical field, and Shana is more on the PR side. But they both really know their blood. It was really fascinating. Uh, we spoke to them not only about like how blood donations are important and I like, can save people's lives, but stuff like how blood types work. Stuff I had it, if I didn't know about it, I forgot about it from like ninth grade biology. It was yeah. a nice refresher. I don't know my blood type still. I need to get on that. Mm, but yeah. guess where I can go? We are blood. Yeah. Yeah, I, we are blood. Actually, they are kind of notable around Austin because they have this uh, this uh, mobile van. Squad, pretty much, they could go and like they do blood donations with. They like, show up at your work. Didn't yeah, they, show up at they your were work? at my office, uh, my day job. Like they would just take uh, donors then, and like you'd like take a break from work, get a needle in your arm for fifteen minutes, and <laughs> save somebody's life. It's really yeah, easy. Yeah. It's and really, then you get treats afterwards too. That's true. You get like ice cream. Uh, Hershey's chocolate, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever they have in stock. Yeah. You know, there's so many interesting facts about blood, and we actually got a tour of the blood lab. So we're just filled with, well, we, we actually are filled with blood. Let's just, I'm going I'm to shut up now. <laughs> All right. Let's Bye. end this really late recording session. I'm going to go into my Game of Thrones forums and look at all the fun oh. fan theories about it now. And okay, let's go to enjoy. the episode. We did enough. <laughs> Typically, we like to begin with the with the beginning of your nonprofit. So, like, where it all began. Okay. And I, I thought that your nonprofit was fairly new, but we'll get to that later, like, why I thought that way. Yeah. Or, nope. But how did uh, We Are Blood begin? Initially, back in the day. Um, So we were founded in 1951. Uh, You may have noticed the giant letters that say drawn together since 1951 Mm -hmm. across the front door downstairs. Uh, And the Travis County Medical Society, which is a group of physicians in town, actually founded um, what was at the time the Travis County Medical Society Blood Bank. Mm -hmm. Uh, And our first location was Congress downtown. Uh, As you can imagine, that real estate looks really different now than it did then. Um, So the Medical Society is actually still a sister organization of ours. Uh, They office out of this building we're sitting in as well. We have shared 
uh, CEO, some kind of shared admin huh. services. Yeah. Um, so we're still really connected. We have shared board members, um, which is great because we have physicians who are in the community using the blood that we collect here, um, mm-hmm. kind of involved in our in our board and obviously here. Um, the staff all know each other. So that was in 1951. 66 wow. years later, we're still here. Um, and for that entire period of time, we have been the community's blood bank and blood center. So anyone in town getting blood products for any need, um, it's been coming from our organization. And uh, when we started, we provided blood to four hospitals and a few rural clinics. Uh, But today it's, what, 39 medical facilities, Justine? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you're the largest provider in... We're the only provider in Central Texas. Oh. Oh. Yep. So all 10 counties. Yeah. Wow. Um, So we are the community blood supply here. So all of the St. David's hospitals Seaton Hospitals here, basically anywhere a patient's getting blood in Central Texas, it's coming from our organization. Wow. So you pretty much grew with the city then, because the city went from like being like a small town back then in the 50s to the enormous, the enormousity it is today. All this yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we moved into this property here at 43rd and Lamar in 1971. Oh. So wow. we've been in this footprint for a while, but now we do have donation centers uh, in different parts of the city. Obviously, traffic is an issue, so we want to make it easy for donors to find us, um, which is why we have mobile buses that go out around the city, too. Yeah, so. I love that. How long has a mobile bus program been going on? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know when that started. Always. It oh, was, really? Yeah, it's just, it's necessary to, you know, go to mm-hmm. the donors sometimes, and, you know, it's the large businesses in Austin, it's a great opportunity for us to just pull up our bus, and it's convenient for them, so... As long as I can remember. It's definitely grown. I know we only had a few buses at first, and now we have four We have four buses. mobile buses, um, but we can also do what we'd call like an inside setup. So we'd come in and set up in a you know community space or um, a conference room or something like that. So we have five mobile teams that can go out in any day. Uh, so we're kind of all over the city on an average day, um, which is good because we need to see 200 blood donors every single day to meet the local need here. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, so... Yeah, we want to want to make it easy for people to come in and donate because um, we need to see a lot of them. Yeah, the bus showed up at your work. Yeah, uh-huh. it did. Yeah, the uh, and I, as I understand, like looking on your Facebook and uh, Twitter, it seems like the bus has been going around the city a lot lately, right? Yeah, and all ten counties. So as you can imagine, if you're not in Austin proper, coming into Forty Third and Lamar can take a little while. So uh, we're in the surrounding communities too. And the bus is such a staple of it that actually before, like as I was emailing your uh, PR representative, I thought yeah. we'd be interviewing inside the bus because I thought yeah. you guys are only the bus. I didn't know that you had an actual <laughs> office. Yeah, so you're sitting above our Austin uh, Central Donation Center at 43rd Lamar. We also have a physical site on Slaughter Lane in South Austin. And then we have one in Round Rock as well. Um, And four buses. And then we can do inside setup. So (laughs) we're we're a lot bigger than one bus, um, which is good because we couldn't draw 200 donors in one bus in a day. So Mm. it's a good thing. (laughs) And uh, one thing I find fascinating about the history about We Are Blood is all the name changes you've been through. Yeah. How many names have you been through, do you know, off the top of your head? Oh, my goodness. At least four or five. So... Um, I mentioned we started as the Travis County Medical Society Blood Bank. Uh, we became the Central Texas Regional Blood and Tissue Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you'll notice the added word there, tissue. Um, so we actually, in our most recent name change, became sister companies um, with that part of the organization, oh. which I can mention in a second. Um, but so we were the Central Texas Regional Blood and Tissue Center. We were then the Blood and Tissue Center of Central Texas. Mm-hmm. 
slight change. Um, And then in October of 2016, this past October, we became We Are Blood. I really like that. Yeah, where'd the name come from? So it's not just about the literal substance, right? So obviously we are the community's blood supply, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's more about family and it's a statement about, you know, what this community means to us and frankly, what we mean to it being the local blood supply. Um, so it's more like we're blood, we're kin, we're family. Uh, and it's more of a declaration of what we believe that our community blood supply is something that bonds us all together because we could all need it at any given point. We all are responsible for helping make sure it's safe. And um, so, yeah, it's more about more about family. But obviously, we're also the literal blood supply, too. So. <laughs> Dual meaning. <laughs> That's great. That's the best kind of tiles, though. They have multiple meanings. Yeah. And, and it's w- the simplest one. Yes. <laughs> we wanted it to be memorable. Yeah. Um, but we had a lot of folks who couldn't remember our name. Um, and with just, it was really long and descriptive. And people didn't really know that we were a 501c3, that we weren't part of a hospital system, uh, that we weren't part of some kind of government entity. So we wanted people to know, hey, we're a local nonprofit. We've been here for 66 years now, 65, when we changed the name. Um, But, you know, we're a community blood center, and we wanted people to know it. And um, y'all are obviously newish to town, Mm -hmm. right? So we have a lot of new folks moving to town every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, And as the community grew, we realized, well, we've been here forever, and we're part of just, you know, the infrastructure of this community, a lot of people coming to town didn't know us or know who we are. Who we are, um, so we wanted something that people could understand, that it would foster a sense of community. So we isn't just we the organization; it's we all Central Texans. So when you move here, you are part of the We Are Blood family, and um, it's something that we all own. And uh, we hope now you'll never forget and yeah. tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, also your wow. logo is like very nice too. I it's love like a really well designed logo. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. It's, very, it's like a friendly looking logo. Yeah. And it makes blood look not scary. <laughs> Good. We're glad. Yeah, we don't so. we don't want people to be afraid of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it is kind of a, a callback to our roots, so it's kind of a mid century vibe to it, um, which obviously being founded in nineteen fifty one, we have a mid century vibe to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any misconceptions about blood donations that people might have since or since you mentioned blood being oh, scary? Just, yeah. Like are there any I mean I'm a wimp. <laughs> Um, That it hurts. It doesn't hurt that bad. It's brief. So brief. Yes. It's just one stick and then it really doesn't hurt while you're having your blood collected. It's a short procedure. It's a safe procedure. Sometimes we get questions about if you can get an infection from the needle, if the needles are reused. I don't think that even exists anymore, needles being reused anywhere. I I hope it doesn't. But um, it's all a really safe and sterile process. It's really pretty quick. There's a lot of benefits to it. You know, you get a mini health screening because we test your temperature and pulse and blood pressure and um, make sure that you're feeling well and healthy enough to donate and that you don't have any infections or anything, uh, you know, any health history that could be make your blood not ideal for a patient or not it could be dangerous for a patient but misconceptions one that i hear a good amount is people say oh i can't donate blood i have a tattoo oh yeah really? i've heard that before yeah a yeah. lot of people think that if they have a tattoo they can't donate which is super not true oh. um maybe once upon a time that was the case and that's where people get it from 
the good news is if you have a tattoo, you're not afraid of needles. So you're a perfect candidate <laughs> to come right. in and donate. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, if you went and got your tattoo at an accredited Texas facility, you can donate blood the same day. So you could get a tattoo and then come oh, in and see us later nice. that afternoon. So I get that one a lot. Mm-hmm. I've heard that out in the community a lot, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we really want to encourage people... People have a lot of questions about their eligibility mm-hmm. to donate, whether it's a medication they're taking or where they traveled or their health history, if they had a history of cancer. And so they're always welcome to call our blood center or look on our website. Has Our website has some general information, but if they have a really specific question, they can just call the blood center and ask that question and get that question answered so they don't have to drive all the way in and find out that they're not eligible to donate. So we encourage people to do that. Is it weird that I don't even know my blood type? Ooh. I know. <laughs> That's actually not We could change uncommon. that before you leave today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah d- just, donating yeah. blood is a great way to find out your blood type. <laughs> and it's a good thing to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's an interesting thing. People are always interested in what their blood type is and... I yeah. think Justine and I have the same blood type. No. I'm O-Pause. Me too. So mm-hmm. O's the universal donor or is it receiver? Universal donor. Donor, okay. And mm-hmm. AB is the universal receiver then, right? Yeah, so yes. all the different... Mm-hmm. So I guess, Do you know your blood type? Uh, back in high school, I donated blood for like my first time just to figure out my blood type, and I forgot since then, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. <I'm not> <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. Well, you're right above a donor room. <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, think... uh, do blood types like play like any big deal? Like uh, medically speaking, like what are the differences between the blood types? Absolutely. Um, I do a whole presentation for our new hires, and sometimes at schools and out in the community, it's uh, Blood Bank 101. Um, blood types matter for all blood products, but in a different way depending on each product. So. Um, you know, they discovered in the early 1900s that there was something going on when they gave blood to people sometimes, not all the time, that they would have a reaction and, you know, sometimes a fatal reaction. So they they realized that there are a few things that um, <clears throat> people have, a few antigens that people have on their cells. <clears throat> Excuse me. So these antigens are responsible for your blood type, and it's basically an A antigen, and an antigen is just a protein. It's just, okay. uh, just there's tons of proteins on your cells, but there's an A antigen and a B antigen, and so the basic premise of blood type, your red blood cells. If you have the A antigen, you're type A. If you have the B antigen, you're type B. If you have both of them, you're type AB, and if you don't have either of them, you're type O. And so they mean very, not to get too complicated in it, but they mean very different things as far as if you're going to be transfused with red blood cells versus some of our other products, which contain plasma. Because your your plasma will naturally contain antibodies to the antigens that you don't have. So um, an O person who doesn't have the A and B antigens they automatically form antibodies to A and B antigens. That's why if you're type O, you can't get any other type of blood. You can't get A blood or B blood or AB blood because those are foreign antigens and your body would see that. (laughs) And that's why O is the universal donor because O, I like to call them naked cells. They don't have any antigens on them. So there's nothing that a recipient could 
um, find on those cells to reject them. There's also a positive and negative too, right? There is. There is. And that's another antigen that they discovered aside from A and B that caused some complications in transfusions. And they identified it. They named it D. It's not very exciting. It's just (laughs) D. And if you have it, (laughs) super exciting, drum roll. Um, If you have it, you're positive. If you don't have the D antigen, you're negative. And it's the same. It's similar to A and B where it will cause a reaction if you don't have that antigen and you get blood products that does have that antigen. So if you're um, O negative and you get O positive blood, you could have a reaction, but you don't form that antibody until you've already been exposed to someone else's blood that has that antigen. For example, if you've been pregnant or transfused. So what's the typical process like for drawing blood and then what happens to it afterwards? After you leave the facility, what happens to it? So Yeah, well, drawing blood, um, you come in, register at our front desk, um, and then you're going to go through kind of a screening process. So you'll answer some questions, sit down um, with a computer and answer some questions yourself about travel history, um, a few other things like where you've lived at different periods of time. So you go through that screening uh, and then you go and sit with one of our lovely phlebotomists and they do some of the basic health screening phlebotomists. Where does that come from? Oh my goodness. What does that mean? Um, or did I just go on a tangent? <laughs> I don't know the no. uh, Lobotomy of the word, is but... the name of the procedure to have blood, uh, blood okay. drawn. So whether it's you know donating, getting a couple tubes of blood drawn because your doctor orders some tests, or if you're donating blood, that that process of getting stuck with a needle and blood leaving your body essentially guess, is called phlebotomy. Yeah, I guess like to play armchair entomologist right now, like lobotomy <laughs> is like the removal of part of the brain. So lobotomy probably means removal of is my guess. And then flow might be the blood flow. I'm just guessing here. Some medical that's student pretty... can tell me if that's true or not. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, anyway, so and, uh, okay. yeah, phleb- yeah <laughs> I think the phleb part is referring to your veins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably wrong about that, but you know, <laughs> that's, a, that's immediately what I'm going to look up when we leave. Yeah, here. yeah. origins of that. Word. I'm wanting to look it up on my phone right now, so <laughs> I don't sound stupid. I should know that. No, we, can't. we have phones. <laughs> um, well, so then you go see our lovely phlebotomist, and they um, will check your hematocrit, which is um, if you've ever donated when you get your finger prick, um, which is more or less checking iron levels. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, also blood pressure, a few other basic health screenings. And then if all of that goes well, uh, you are set to go to donate. Uh, And then the actual process of donating whole blood only takes about 10 minutes. So I'm being pretty short. yeah, Yeah. The screening is the kind of, a little bit more time consuming. The whole process takes half hour to 40 minutes. So it's not terribly long. Um, that's if you're donating whole blood, uh, we have other types of donation too, though. Justine mentioned products mm-hmm. a little bit, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are different things you can donate. So whole blood is kind of the thing people are most familiar with, mm-hmm. uh, but you can also donate platelets. Oh. platelets. So that's through something called an apheresis donation. We're about to throw a lot of words at you. Whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> get a dictionary ready, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> apheresis donation basically just means anytime we're taking a component of the blood out and putting the rest of the stuff back in in layman terms. So we're basically taking the platelets out and then everything else is going back into your body. Mm-hmm. So like it, a transfusion. Um, nope. well, it's your own right blood okay. being yeah, okay. returned. Yep. So it's an apheresis is really just the name for that process. Oh, there yeah. are different apheresis procedures that could be done 
for patients, but um, and for donations. So, yeah, it's just the process of it does a series of draws and returns where it takes out a little bit of your blood, separates out just your plasma, keeps your plasma or platelets in a bag and gives you everything else back. So it's a whole series of draws and returns. And depending on your height and weight, you could donate up to three platelet components in one donation. Mm. So it's three therapeutic doses. It could go to three patients all from one donation. Wow. Yeah, and platelets are the clotting factor. Yeah, that's like what causes. In your blood. Do they form scar tissue or do they just like clot over the area of scabs and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, um, we haven't even talked about the shelf life for blood, but it's a, platelets have a much shorter shelf life. Okay. So five days from when you donate. It oh, can't it be transferred. Oh, it has wow. to be used within five days. Wow. Yeah. wow. And they're in testing for around two days. So really, when they're ready to go to a patient, it's about three days. So a very short shelf life. Um, but they're incredibly important, um, obviously, for clotting, you know, traumas, yeah. people going through surgeries. Oncology patients need a lot of platelets because um, chemo knocks your platelet countdown, which mm-hmm. is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, really, yeah, really right. important. Yeah. Uh, platelets, they aren't, I guess... They're part of the immune system in a way, right? So they, I guess, can you do like white blood cell donation? Yeah, white blood cell donations too. It can be done. That's a very rare product request. Um, Every once in a while, we do get a request for um, they call them leukocytes. Um, That's the fancy name for white blood cells. Um, To add to the blood dictionary. So many words. So many big words. I'm gonna review this episode (laughs) and just I don't know. Maybe this thing. All right, sorry. What? I was like, I could probably put these definitions in like the show notes so that people like scroll through and look at it. Yeah. I'll keep I it think up. that I'll would be really cool. For that. Yeah. yeah. So, and just repeat the words. Well, probably have to have like some sort of, how do you say this word? <laughs> yeah. How do you spell it? <laughs> so, uh, about the platelet donations and other kind of donations you do, oh. what are the other products you do? Um, right. I was going to mention, because you were asking about the process for donating. Yeah. Uh, for platelet donation, it's a little bit longer process. So it takes an hour and a half to two hours. Okay. So um, you're sitting in our chair a little bit longer, but um, so, so worth it because it's so important for patients. Uh, and then after you're done donating, you get to head over to the canteen and eat cookies Aye. and have snacks and feel really good about what you just did. And then mm-hmm. you're on your way. So not painful, an easy amount of time mm-hmm. to make a huge difference and uh, honestly save people's lives right here in your own community. So, And it's free. And it's free people. to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, but afterwards, I would say this is a misconception. A lot of people think, oh, look, I gave a whole pint of whole blood. Here you go. Now that whole pint of whole blood is going to go directly into a patient. And that is not true. There's a lot of testing and processing oh, okay. that has to happen after. Yeah, that's what so. that too. They just like ship the bags to like a hospital and say, okay, put this in this guy's arm. He has transfusion. I not feel like that all. wouldn't be yeah. safe. <laughs> Well, the testing definitely has to happen, um, yeah. but also, yeah, it wouldn't be safe because it has to be broken into components, which is what Justine mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Do you want to speak to that, I feel? Sure, sure. So there's a lot of processing that happens right away after the whole blood is collected because um, FDA requires that products be separated into their, in, into their individual components and put in the proper storage temperature right away, within eight hours, actually. So that creates a little bit of a challenge for us when we're in Kyle collecting blood. It's, we have 
Is that where you live? In- no, oh, my name is Kyle. Your name is Kyle. <laughs> you can have a needle inside me to blood. That's very bad. Okay, let's say San Marcos. <laughs> New example. Um, so it is a challenge to get blood returned back here to be processed and have it in its, uh, you know, some of our pro- components are frozen. Some of our components are kept refrigerated. Platelets are kept at room temperature. So... The whole blood goes back to our components department, and they do all sorts of things to it. They filter it. They filter out the white blood cells. Um, The reason being, when you are transfused with red blood cells, those white blood cells added, if they were in there, they're just, they can make you a little more prone to have a reaction. Maybe just an, you can have just an allergic reaction to blood because there are a lot of other proteins in our blood, and there may be something that, you know, just may give another patient a little bit of like itching or um, nothing harmful. But when you take out those white cells, those types of reactions are dramatically reduced. So all of our products are leuco reduced. We take out those white blood cells. Um, So we spin them down in a big centrifuge that's refrigerated. And then we take them out and we separate out the plasma from the red blood cells. So red blood cells are given in trauma and surgery uh, situations for oncology patients, anemic anemic patients. Um, it's the most frequently transfused product. Our second most frequently transfused product would be plasma. And plasma is kept frozen. And when it's frozen, it's good for a full year. Wow. Red blood cells are good for 42 days. Oh, it wow. it kind of depends on what kind of bag and anticoagulant you use, but the one that we use is... Um, 42 days. Sorry. (laughs) All these big words. Um, Anticoagulant just means to prevent prevent coagulation or prevent clotting. Oh, okay. So it's, there's an anticoagulant in all of our blood products that, so as soon as the blood leaves your veins, it hits that anticoagulant and it doesn't clot. Mm -hmm. And it's actually the um, additive that we add to it, which gives it that extended expiration date. Okay. Is blood clotting, like, I guess in the early days of blood donation, was blood clotting like a huge issue and like the bags and all that stuff? Like, I'm pretty sure they figured it out pretty soon that they needed to put something in there, but... There, I'm sure there was a trial and error part that happened with that. I'm really glad we live today. So, yeah, we talked about red blood cells. They're our primary product. That's a product that's needed most um, in any community. Um, the second uh, most transfused product is plasma. So we f- actually freeze it after we make it, and it's good for a year frozen. So it's great. It's uh, That's the greatest thing about that product. And when you need it, you thaw it and transfuse it. Once you thought it only has five days until it expires, which is still enough time to, you know, get it used. Um, other than that, we also make cryo precipitate. <laughs> yeah, see if we get I think this. I've cryo heard of cryo banks. Frozen. Mm-hmm. Precipitate banks. would be like water, like, like, or a precipitate is, um, like a, I want to say a precipitated. It's like a when you spin down something in a centrifuge and you have a sediment at the bottom, that's a precipitate. Okay. Mm. okay. So, um, and that's essentially how we make cryo too. We mm-hmm. it goes through this process where plasma, after it's already frozen, is thawed to a slushy state, and we mm-hmm. put it in the centrifuge, and this 
big goober looking thing on the bottom. It really looks like a mucusy thing. That's the cryoprecipitate. And what cryoprecipitate is, is clotting factors. They're very hmm. specific clotting factors. So if you're in a massive transfusion situation, which is one where someone has ongoing significant volume of bleeding, what they do is they transfuse maybe four units of red blood cells and then four units of plasma. And then they may give platelets next. And if the patient's still bleeding, they kind of start over again and they'll give another four units of red blood cells, another four units of plasma. And then they may give cryoprecipitate because at that point, the patient has lost a lot of clotting factors. You know, we need to see 200 blood donors a day. It really is just an average. So if there is, like we've recently even had weekends that, you know, there were multiple traumas in town and Mm -hmm. individual patients use upward of 200 units of blood. Mm -hmm. So you do your best to predict. And obviously, you know, there are different needs for different blood types. So O negative, Mm -hmm. the universal donor, we need to see them a lot more because it's about 17% of the blood usage here locally, but only about 8% of people have that blood oh. type. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. disproportionate. Um, yeah. So I guess mm. the answer is we do our best to try <laughs> to yeah. estimate. And, you know, if something happens that really knocks out, you know, a certain blood type or really hits the blood supply hard, we're calling our donors and, you know, calling the community to come in and help us replenish that. Um, but, you know, something that back on misconceptions um a lot of people come in after like big traumas are in the news Mm -hmm. and donate blood which is great and it does help us replenish the blood supply but the blood going or the blood products going to those patients is what's on our shelves when that disaster hits Mm -hmm. right so it's the people who came in the days before the weeks Mm -hmm. before who are literally saving those patients lives they have to test it and Mm -hmm. everything and break it into the products yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so while it's not you know, always in everyone's mind to come in and donate blood every day, right? It is having that steady blood supply every day that makes sure we're prepared if something big happens Mm -hmm. um, on top of all of kind of the daily needs for blood. So Mm -hmm. um, there are people every day who need it. Blood donation itself might be like one of the most direct ways to save save somebody's life, like outside of being like a firefighter or a doctor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, people donate to like organizations like Save a Child or something like that, but like a lot of that stuff like goes to like overhead as well. Like, you can't spend blood on overhead. You can't right. pay your employees in blood. It's going to go straight to the patient. <laughs> Would not <you>. be good. We're <laughs> 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 like vampires, I guess. Yes. Fine. I get that question mm-hmm. a lot, actually. People ask me how many vampires I work with. <laughs> like, mm, none that I, just, I know of, at least. I think of true Anybody blood. Anybody work a night shift? Maybe that could be... A lot of people work the Ooh, night shift. Uh, I don't know. Right there. there you go. Get some <laughs> garlic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our lab and our uh, hospital service team, so the people who are actually delivering the blood to the hospitals and picking up that phone call when something's happening in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, they're here all the time, 24 hours. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, they take turns, so it's not one <laughs> yeah, person. They never but, sleep. They yeah. just work here. They're dead. So they are vampires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They never sleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the blood supply. <laughs> so, how did you guys get involved Debbie, with We Are Blood? I got it. I got it. We we well, it's funny when we first started doing this, we were always talking over each other because uh-huh. we were just like, super excited to talk to our guests. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we've uh, we've gotten a good pattern. But I beat you on that. Yeah. One, so okay, <laughs> because it's a race now. Is yeah, apparently I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, you've been here longer. On. You should start. <laughs> sure. I've been here 15 years, um, which 
another cool thing about our organization is there are a lot of people who have been here 15, 20, 27, 35 Mm -hmm. years. I mean, almost everyone that works here has been here. Like it's rare to have, you know, we have a couple, it's rare to have many new folks here. There's always, yeah, I've been here two and a half years and people still think I'm like one of the new ones. So that's, (laughs) it's pretty incredible. People stay with this organization and are really passionate about the work that we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's, you know, everybody, we really are a family Mm -hmm. here. Um, but I, my degree is in clinical laboratory science, which is a degree that allows you to work in any sort of clinical setting doing blood and body fluid testing. So the body fluid is kind of the gross part, which is why I work in blood bank. <laughs> so, you know, you could work in a hospital laboratory in the hematology department, chemistry, microbiology, urinalysis, all the, all the things. Um, so... I mentioned before I worked in some of the hospitals. I worked at Brackenridge Hospital and at South Austin Hospital, St. David's, South Austin. And um, one of my coworkers that used to work with me at Brackenridge was working here. And she's been here 16 years, one year longer than me, (laughs) because I decided to stop by once. And long story short, I started working in the lab here, and I just really loved it. It's very different from working in a hospital lab because you don't have that stat urgency. You're not the the end of the line distributing products to patients, but it still has that, you know, that feel-good thing of you're helping people. We always say, you know, every day we're saving lives, and, you know, that's what we do. And so, yeah, I worked in the hospital, I mean, in the laboratory downstairs for a while, several years, and did some... Um, management positions and kind of helped out in hospital services and the com- components department as well. Mm-hmm. And then a business development position came up and I was lucky enough for them to choose me. So now I do, I work directly with the hospital. So I help them with their PAR levels mm-hmm. and um, make adjustments, give them statistics on their utilization, make sure things are going okay. Um, maintain contracts. We have also a team of nurses here that do some patient procedures, patient apheresis procedures. Um, Can you define the word apheresis? <laughs> It'll be in the notes. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> yeah, so we have a team of four nurses that go out to, um, right now we're just doing this, we're providing this service to Dell Children's Hospital. So there are certain disease states that, where if you remove some of your plasma in a plasma phoresis procedure, it will remove the offending protein or antibody, and it's done in a series of procedures, maybe over the course of a week or two weeks. And so we have a whole team of nurses that provide that service and go out into the hospital and do that. So I help a little bit with that, too, and market that, that type of service. So a lot of things and other duties as described. (laughs) (laughs) Just a lot of things, I'm sure. Um, I'm the actual question that I'm answering is just how I got here. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And and, yeah, what do you do? Yeah. And what do I do? Um, So I'm on kind of the other half of things. So if Justine's our face to our hospitals, I'm the face to the community. Uh, Me and thank goodness a team of people who helped me do that. Um, So I'm, the director of community engagement, I've been here two and a half years now, which makes me still one of the newbies, mm-hmm. um, but just such a wonderful place to work. And um, 
I didn't come from anything related to blood or processing of products or needles. You don't want me anywhere near you with a needle. (laughs) Um, But I did have a passion and interest in the health space um, from a nonprofit perspective. And it's something that um, has impacted my family a lot. And I did get to see firsthand, um, you know, what blood products mean for someone um, in particular going through cancer. And so it was always something I was aware of um, and passionate about just kind of in my personal life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when I saw this opportunity with this organization open up, um, just honestly applied and got lucky and was able to join the organization. Uh, it's so much more than I realized before I got here. We do so much more for this community than I could have imagined, like the patient services and mm-hmm. the way we interact with hospitals and just the sheer volume of blood patients need here and what a difference that makes to people in the community every day. And I get to now meet those people and hear their stories and talk to other people and get them passionate about this cause, and that's really cool. Um, so I had come from a different nonprofit here locally before, but also um, what I studied was strategic communications. Um, so I had worked in advertising and yeah. um, some community building work, fundraising, uh, and here, um, community engagement is kind of anything external about our organization in the community. So um, our communications, PR. Um, community outreach, like any kind of community outreach event stuff we're doing, corporate partnerships, um, and volunteer services or volunteer program. So um, I get to help people connect to our mission, which is pretty cool because I'm really passionate about it. Um, so it's, it's a pretty good gig. And um, it's funny, you know, people will say like, oh, well, it's not life or death, but we really do save lives every day with our work. Yeah. Um, so even when you're having a tough day, to know that you're making such a difference in the community it's pretty cool. Um, and to get to work with such wonderful people who are so passionate about that too is, it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned volunteering other than, mm-hmm. uh, donating blood. Can you like volunteer to, I don't know what the volunteers would do here. Yeah, what absolutely. Um, we have all sorts of different things volunteers can do. Um, so we have office volunteers who will help with, um, you know, all sorts of things. We recently had them folding t-shirts and cutting up thank you gifts for donors, Um, but all sorts of things in the office. We have canteen volunteers. So um, when we walk around downstairs in a little bit, you can see uh, we have volunteers sitting there kind of watching the donors after they donate, make sure they're looking good, giving them cookies, (laughs) chatting with them. Um, We have people who do community outreach events for us. So we have um, an Airstream trailer you actually you have a picture of it there in front of you. Let me talk oh, about yeah. a visual. Oh. Um, so we have an Airstream trailer that is called the Bloodstream. Oh, that's, that's, that's so cool. Um, and we bring it out to community events. We don't draw blood on the Bloodstream. It's kind of like a mobile living room. Um, so we bring it out places. Um, you know, like the summer we're at Blues on the Green. It's actually at an Alamo Draft House today. Yeah. Um, so kind of all over the community to reintroduce ourselves under our new name, introduce ourselves for people who maybe didn't know us at all before, talk to people about what it means to have a local blood supply, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So we have volunteers come out to those events, and those are really fun. Um, Justine actually just volunteered for one. <laughs> I did. I did. I love going on the bloodstream. It's so much fun. It's, you know, people are really engaged, and, you know, we're always at really cool, fun events mm-hmm. and um, where everyone's having a good time. And, you know, and then there's the... We do have people who walk up with a beer in their hand and say, can I donate in here? So to no, all the no, listeners, you may not, you may no. not donate if you've been drinking. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and we, 
it just makes us it just makes us a little bit jealous too we're like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's just walking up with a beer and we're working but no it's so much fun it is it's just people are naturally interested in it you know people are naturally interested in what we do so it's so easy to be out in the community and talk to people about it and hearing people's stories and how it relates to them or if they knew someone who was a recipient of blood and they want to share their story and it's it's pretty cool yeah um other types of volunteers we have what we call transportation volunteers which sounds very official um so they actually will help us do some of the blood pickups from like those mobile drives that are out of town our satellites to bring the blood products back here to be tested and processed Mm -hmm. um and occasionally we'll help with some of our hospital deliveries too i think that is most of our volunteer opportunities so only about 38% of people are eligible to donate blood. So there are a lot of folks who oh. can't donate based on eligibility criteria. Uh, so there are definitely other ways to get involved. Volunteering, people can sign up to host a blood drive, oh, okay. which is cool. So you can be yeah. the coordinator for one of those buses and have it come wherever you so desire, oh, um, as long as you can help us recruit some people in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can host a blood drive, help us spread the word. A lot of people just don't know that, you know, just the quantity of blood we need every day that we have a community blood supply. There's all sorts of ways to get involved. We need money. We're a nonprofit. Um, we're actually <laughs> yeah. fundraising for a fifth bus right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we're adding a bus to the fleet because obviously as the community grows, so mm-hmm. does the need. Um, so to keep up with kind of the level of blood we need to be collecting every day, we need to add a bus to our fleet. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's really growing with it's the like city. like a fleet of... Yeah. Awesomeness, yeah. You know? it is. Yeah. I like that. Or like, like, we need the Batmobile, like the Bloodmobile. Yeah, the bloodstream. The bloodstream. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Bloodstream. we'll have to show you out back. So you've seen what the big bus looks like. Yeah, we also have in our fleet of vehicles yeah. um, the vehicles that deliver blood to the hospitals. So I imagine there a lot of them are there right now out back. So it's just like yeah. a bunch of. Vehicles it, it and they all be have called, like the lifesavers. I the like life-savers. the fleet yeah. of awesomeness. Fleet of awesomeness. <laughs> I think we need to put that like on the on the awning where they park. Yes. Yes. I like I that mean, like, fleet of awesomeness. So they don't know it. Maybe they don't know it, but they should. Yeah, it's like a good transition though to yeah. your favorite question to ask. Oh yes. Yeah. So we're everyday superhumans, and we always like to ask the nonprofit, like if. We Are Blood could be a nonprofit. What super? I mean, <laughs> it already is a nonprofit. Like we can be a nonprofit. You know? Whoops. I'm going to. Good thing for editing. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I can't talk. <laughs> it's because I always say this question. I have trouble actually asking the question. <laughs> but, okay, so rewind. So um, if, if We Are Blood could be a superhero, what superhero would the nonprofit be? Or what superhero power would it have? Make up your name too. Yes, oh my or the Blood League. The Blood League. The Justice League. I know. I'm just having this mental picture of what this superhero would look like in my head. What is or, it? Or yeah, like yeah, what? Logo that's yeah, like, like what? Like the front. What would the yeah. superhero's outfit be? <laughs> Definitely red and blue. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of those at Halloween. They sell those one piece body suits, oh, like where you can't see your face either, oh, yeah, like yeah. the red one yeah. with a cape, like. 
It's just a big red. The big red. The big red. The big red. Yeah, it's that person in that cape, but then they also have like 1950s hair and glasses and stuff because <laughs> yeah. it's a, a mushroom. There you go. I like that. The power. I like the power that. Power to. Like it'd be like Spider-Man chain blood out instead of whatever's in my blood. Oh, God. <laughs> that'd be disgusting. That'd like, make no That's one dark. want to make ever though. <laughs> like, oh no. Yeah, maybe they would have like a a big giant supercharged <laughs> syringe where they just like <laughs> squirt blood to wherever it's needed and it's feel, yeah that's how it gets delivered to the patient to make yeah yeah blood delivery seem like really sexy <laughs> yeah. yeah it really I, yeah I, guess, I have to think like this is this might be the the hardest I mean I guess they could fly in to save the patients yeah. or deliver yeah. blood so, like, right? that would so, be lying. or in practice everywhere at once Speed. Oh, oh. Yeah. Like park traffic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Like oh, yes. That one. <laughs> yeah. So the bloodstream could come through. <laughs> like always blood? traffic everywhere it goes. Yeah. Like we that. joke around not here. Blocked bloodstream. But mm-hmm. anyway. yeah, we joke <laughs> around here a lot about um, the the idea of using drones to deliver blood, <laughs> yes. which would be amazing. <laughs> Learn more about We Are Blood and their fleet of awesomeness at weareblood.org, where you can learn more on how you can donate blood to save a life. They also are on social media on facebook.com slash wearebloodtx. Follow them on Twitter at weareblood and also on Instagram at wearebloodtx. Become the hero Austin deserves at everydaysuperhumans.com where you can learn all about the the amazing nonprofits of Austin. You can also follow us on Twitter at SuperhumansCast, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash everydaysuperhumans, and check us out on Instagram at everydaysuperhumans. Like what we're doing? Want to support the show? You can give us a hand by rating and subscribing to Everyday Superhumans on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you're feeling really generous, be sure to donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash everydaysuperhumans. And remember, not every hero has to fly, so grab your cape and let's go. Let's go.